This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you after another, I mean, another ridiculous win by the Phillies last night. As they go up 2-0 in the best of seven NLCS, we are watching an incredible baseball team right now. I appreciate everyone subscribing, following, listening to the podcast. Of course, our YouTube page, 94WIP. Check out the YouTube and, of course, all our video podcasts, myself and Tucker Bagley. And today we react, we look forward a little bit to what to come here with the Phillies in the month of October. But I just want to start with this, and we'll get into the, the, the names that really carry the day last night. Aaron Nola. Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner, the guys that did the damage last night for the Phillies. They put up 10 runs in the Diamondbacks. But just big picture here, you know, I have been a very, very big baseball fan since I was young. It was it was the first sport that I loved, the first sport that I watched, you know, religiously and like just dove into before football, before basketball. I guess basketball was pretty close, but but baseball was always number one for me. And and I watched it probably way more and way more intently than than kids my age. I just that's just what I love to do. And I, I can with with pretty fair recall think back on the last 30 postseasons, last 30 years. There was no World Series in 94. So let's say 95 on of of the details of the postseason. And I've never seen a more dominant start to a postseason run by any team. This is ridiculous. The Phillies' run differential is plus 33 so far in the postseason. It's the highest run differential in an eight-game span in a single postseason. So that number really kind of hits what I just said. Like It it confirms what I feel, which is this is dominance. This is total dominance. The Phillies have lost one game here, and they needed a meltdown at the end of Game 2 in Atlanta and a base-running gaffe on top of it. That game could have actually went to extra innings or been tied or whatever. I think Phillies could have took the lead. Like, it took a lot for them to lose one baseball game. Their pitching staff as a whole has been incredible. Their offense as a whole is slugging, you know, close to 950 as a team. I mean, how many players in baseball this year slugged 950? You know, we'll go back to a name that I that I always bring up and, and everyone always likes to throw back at me, and he's a great player. But, you know, I've, I've petitioned, tried, thrown out ideas the last couple of years to get Juan Soto in a Phillies uniform because I think he's just an amazing, amazing offensive player. 
like the Phillies have a whole lineup right now when you just top to bottom and you add the numbers of Juan Soto's. That's how good they've hit in the postseason. This is ridiculous. And when you couple that with the pitching they've gotten, it leads to complete and total dominance. And I understand this isn't over yet. They still have six more to go to win a world championship, two more to get to the World Series. But we're watching a team. I said yesterday they look like they're on a mission. Well, they look like they're on a mission with total dominance behind them. They're not just beating teams. They're bludgeoning these teams. The Diamondbacks look shell-shocked. They, they look like they don't even realize what they got into. If this was a, a bout, if this was boxing, they'd stop the fight. They would just say it's over. Just, just no more. I mean, I know we sold some tickets out in Arizona, but no more. There's no reason to get on the plane, Philly. Just give them the crown. Give them the belt. Give them the NL championship and let them go to the World Series next week because this doesn't feel like a fair fight right now. This feels like a Phillies team that from June on played one, you know, about a 100 win pace and a Diamondbacks team that is a little bit better than a 500 team. That's what it feels like we're watching. I know over the full season, the gap between these teams is about six games, but it feels like the Diamondbacks are. An 84-win team that's closer to 500, and it feels like a Philly, the Phillies team that's 90 wins, but really, if they didn't sleepwalk their way through April or May, played more like a 100-win baseball team. Just total dominance last night. There was very few moments in that game you felt it was even, even in any sort of trouble. You know, it was. I actually thought Merrill Kelly pitched well for the Diamondbacks. He allowed the three solo home runs, and that put the Phillies up 3-0. I, I thought Tory Laveau did a Philly, the Phillies a favor taking him out. And I understand what he was trying to do, get the matchup advantage of Manply against Stott, get out of the inning, then he'd go to his righties in the next inning, keep the game right there at 3 nothing. But it backfired. I mean, once the, once the single went up the middle off of Stott's bat and then the lefty had to face JT, the Phillies were in a big advantage, a very big advantage there. And then they did the correct thing by walking Castellanos to get to Marsh, but they were just, you know, they were compounding a mistake. They were making from from bad to worse, and the Phillies just blew the game open there, 10 to nothing. So this feels like something unique and special. I mean, And to go back to what I said about the last 30 years of postseason history, and, and I've never seen any, any sort of dominance like this, think about the teams we've watched in that run. You know, we've watched some great teams that the Yankees had a dynasty. I mean, there's actually been We'll, we'll see if the Astros could come back and get to another World Series and, and win another one and all that. But the Astros right now, what, I don't know how you want to quantify them because, you know, the, the, the sign stealing and all that stuff, but the dominance has been there and seven straight LCSs. I, I don't know how we, when it's all said and done, I don't know what we say about this Diamondbacks, uh, excuse me, this Astros team. They're obviously a special team and they've won a lot. You want to call them a half a dynasty, a dynasty with an asterisk, uh, almost dynasty, whatever you want to say. The Yankees clearly were a dynasty. We had some great Red Sox teams in the middle of all this. So, you know, you take the Yankees, late 90s, Braves, late 90s. You go to the Red Sox into the 2000s and with different runs, 04, 07, 13, all that. You go to the Astros recently. None of these teams have been as dominant as the Phillies through their first eight playoff games. None of them. 98 Yankees, best baseball team I've ever watched. They went 10-2 throughout the postseason on the path to a championship. And they started off well, but they did fall behind 2-1 in the LCS. So even that, like you can't qualify that as the most dominant start because they fell behind. Like the Phillies at worst are going to be up 2-1 after three games of this series, but the Yankees fell behind back then. I've just I've never seen anything like this, where it's just like boom, 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 win after win after win, and almost no sweat. I mean, the Phillies barely are... 
trailing in these games. They've led after uh, led after 57 of the 72 innings they've played. They've trailed after two of 72 innings, which means they've been ahead or tied 70 of 72 innings in this postseason. It, it is remarkable. They've outscored their opponents by 33 runs. They have a 19-4 to home run differential in this postseason. And the only way they've blown a game is, is coughing up a four-run lead. Otherwise, it's just it's total dominance. All right, let's get to some of the key figures from last night because these guys were special. Obviously, we start with Trey Turner hitting a home run to get it going after the error in the first inning. Trey's hit like a monster in the postseason. He, re- he really has been incredible. I mean, it's almost been a more subtle. And he, he's had some home runs, but it's been a more subtle um, production from him because it's home run after home run by Castellanos, Harper, now Schwarber. And Turner has a few, but you know, he's had more doubles and singles. He's just he's been on base all the time. His on base percentage has to be over 500, well over 500 in the postseason. He is he has been a complete and total catalyst for this offense. So big home run by Trey Turner, incredible you know start to his postseason, and a big reason why the Phillies are doing what they're doing. And then of course there's Kyle Schwarber, a pair of home runs. The first one the low line drive, the second one the more majestic shot. This guy now, you know, a couple weeks ago, I think I said it on on the midday show. Kyle Schwarber is is creating a legacy that is going to be one of the more unique ones to talk about when his career is over. Because I believe Kyle Schwarber is going to get serious and real Hall of Fame consideration, even though you might laugh at the idea of that. Here's the reality of Kyle Schwarber. He is an ultimate winner. By the end of this postseason that the Phillies win this, I, I think there's going to be maybe a handful of people ever that have won more postseason series. And I understand that the, the format of the postseason has changed. It makes it more likely that someone could do this, that just racks up series victories. But also, it's, it's harder to get through a lot of rounds of the postseason. So it's not just like you get in, you do it. you got to actually win these games. But he's been on a champion in Chicago. He helped the Red Sox get to an LCS. He walks into Philadelphia team with talented, but had no idea how to win. He shows them how to win. All-time leader. He's probably going to trend towards 400 home runs in his career. And now, with a pair of home runs last night, he, he and Reggie Jackson, most home runs ever by a left-handed batter in the postseason all time. And only six batters in the history of the Major League Baseball postseason have more home runs than Kyle Schwarber. You know, I, I don't know what the future holds. I mean, we could all guess. I mean, the Phillies have really created something here where it's hard to imagine they're going to completely fall off. Now, they're a little bit of an older team, so... You know, is this are these two years the peak and then it's not as good? That's possible. Is it possible they go on another run next year, the year after? Yeah. I mean, why Why we're going to st- start doubting this team now? But look, just, let's just leave it where it is. Kyle Schwarber has the rest of the series. He has next year. I mean, he has next series, excuse me, as the Phillies likely will be in the World Series to tack on to what he's done. And then he has, let's say, the next six, seven years of his career, where, whatever that leads to. If it, it, you know, here in Philadelphia, elsewhere, my guess is he'll find his way back to October because Kyle Schwarber always finds his way into October. I believe there is a legitimate chance that Kyle Schwarber ends his career with more postseason home runs than anyone in the history of baseball. I, I really believe there's a chance he does that. He also is going to end probably within the top five to ten, or right now he's within that range, of best at-bat per home run ratio in the regular season in baseball history. Everything you think about Kyle Schwarber is, is right. 
I mean, I'll just say it that way. You think he's a bad, you know, slow base runner, poor fielder, just a DA, strikes out too much, hits for too low of an average. You're right. It, it's all true. He also is one of the premier power hitters in the history of baseball on a per at bat ratio. He is a monster in October. He is the leader of this generation. Dave Dabrowski, who's been around baseball longer than you and me combined. I don't care how old you are listening to this. Probably longer than both of us combined. Said he's the greatest leader he's ever been around. So I, I just want to make sure we all realize we're watching something very unique with Kyle Schwarber. And, I, and someone's going to make the case. Hey, maybe I'll be the one to do it. That Kyle Schwarber's going to have a spot in Cooperstown one day. All right. The other one, of course, last night is Aaron Nola. And it's interesting with Nola. That may have been his last start at Citizens Bank Park. You know, if the Phillies finish this against the Diamondbacks in Arizona and the Rangers win the American League, Nola's next start will likely be a week from Saturday in Texas, and then he would be slated to pitch game six in Texas, which means game three, four, five at Citizens Bank Park. He wouldn't get the ball for any of those games. Really kind of a unique scenario where the ball could be in in Nola's hands only on the road the rest of the way. And I I don't know if last night was a proper send-off, if anyone even was thinking that far ahead. But boy, Aaron Nola was really really good last night as he's been since the end of September and you think about Nolan now and what he's you know created here he's created a a situation where he's trustworthy again the knuckle curve last night was as good as it's been in years his ability to keep that knuckle curve tight and it looks like a fastball coming out and then boom that hard sharp break down and away from righties I mean you know Last night, between the two-seamer in, the, the knuckle curve away, Tommy Pham looked just totally lost the plate. Christian Walker is a really good player, looked totally lost the plate, swinging at a ball at his face because he's just trying to hit the fastball so he doesn't have to worry about the knuckle curve. Aaron Nola was excellent. And the top two of this rotation in the postseason so far, Nola Wheeler, 5-0, and 37 and two-thirds innings pitched, 23 hits, seven earned runs, three walks, 45 Ks, 45 strikeouts to three walks, a 15 to one strikeout to walk ratio. They've posted a 1.67 ERA. I don't care who, who the Phillies are facing the rest of the way. I don't care if they play the Astros. I don't care if they play the Rangers. If these two guys pitch like this, the Phillies are going to have a parade down Broad Street. That is it. That is it, because they're pitching lights out right now. I mean, you could put together any top two you want, and you've seen the postseason over the years. This is as good as you've seen it. This is total, complete pitching dominance from Nola and Wheeler. All right, let's look ahead quickly here to the rest of this series. Game 3-4-5 in Arizona. I think this is over out there. I said Phillies at 6 for the series. I think they're going to win it in 4 or 5. Clinch this thing in Arizona. I just think the fight isn't fair right now, and the Phillies' depth, although... You know, Ranger isn't as good as Wheeler and Nola. We know he's good. I like the Phillies pitching in Game 3 with a rested bullpen better than the Diamondbacks in Game 3. Game 4, I'll take a Phillies bullpen game over a Diamondbacks bullpen game. Then, obviously, we go back to Gallon and and Wheeler Game 5. Probably, you know, that's a pretty close one, even though Wheeler was much better in Game 1. That's pretty close. But I I think this thing will end there. One thing to keep an eye on, and it's going to be a story, I, I think, with the Rangers up in the LCS for the rest of the postseason. It, the, the home road stuff is about to shift. We know the Phillies are incredible here at home. Now, they are, you know, one and one on the road so far. So not bad. They're one and one on the road. But, but here's the thing I think will be the most different on the road, and at least it has been so far. At home, they hit home runs like they're in Coors Field. 
Like they just this has become a launching pad for the Phillies at Citizens Bank Park. In the two games in Atlanta, they hit two total home runs. One by Harper in game one off of Strider, one by Real Muto in game two off of Freed. Two home runs total in two games. And they've played now two Marlins home games, two Braves home games. So they've played six home games to two road games so far. Six of their eight games have been at Citizens Bank Park so far in the postseason. Moving forward, let's say they end this thing out in Arizona as I do this podcast, sitting traffic on 95. Appreciate everyone sticking with uh, you know traffic and technology issues. But just quick thought on this. As the Phillies now move to the second half, second portion of this postseason schedule, they're likely to play. Let's say it takes three in Arizona. They win two out of the three. Three in Arizona, two in Texas, if it is Texas, three back at home, and then two in Texas. They could play seven of their next 10, seven of their final 10 on the road in the postseason. After six of eight to start the postseason at home, they could finish this thing seven of 10 on the road. We will find out about their medal and their ability to slug outside of Citizens Bank Park because it could end with them having to do it on the road. Big test to come. They'll pass it against the Diamondbacks, and then it's, it's I mean, they're this close. They're, we could all feel they're this close. Special team right now, special run to start October. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. We'll talk tomorrow. Thanks for listening.